Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole again. Welcome to the Back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. Today, we're going to debunk the myth that you should be selling features and benefits to prospects and what you should really be focusing on instead. Let's get started. Do you have a B2B small business? Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we talked about how to get a new employee onboarded quickly and how to get them adding to the bottom line quickly instead of being just another expense for the company. Today, I wanted to talk about something that I struggled with for years, and I think it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs and salespeople do wrong when it comes to their sales approach. You know, as I've said before, whether you're wearing the entrepreneur hat or doing the selling for your company, you still need to understand the sales process and how to position your product or service for the maximum sales. You know, in a prior episode, we talked about the fact that everyone in your company needs to understand and practice the overall strategy of the sales process your company follows, how to sell your product and service and how to talk to prospects. It doesn't matter if it's a secretary of a sales rep or a sales rep, uh, everyone, you know, was called upon at some point to explain what your company does. And you want them to be able to not only explain it, but to sell your company. And, you know, that was kind of a side ramp, but uh, I think it's important to establish that basic understanding so you can work on turning your company into a growing sales machine. You know, if you've been in sales for any length of time, you've been an entrepreneur, or maybe just in business, you've probably heard the, uh, you know, traditional sales trainers harp on selling benefits and not features. Well, you know, most of them are probably competent and well-meaning people. I think most sales trainers who teach this are really only teaching half of the process and the strategy to re- that's required to sell effectively. First, let's define what we're talking about. Uh, and I generally don't use big words in what I call corporate uh when I'm selling a concept or just talking about business in general. My eyes kind of glaze over when somebody starts talking about, you know, discovery calls and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I just want to scream, you know, speak, you know, uh, insert expletive English. It's just a pet peeve of mine, uh, you know, and no offense to those of you who do. It's just, um, as I imagine, it's kind of expected in the corporate world of big business, but it's just not my style when it comes to talking about small business. So in plain English, when we're talking about these things, uh, when we say features, we're really talking about, you know, the process it uses, the mechanics of how it does it. Basically, it's functionality. Uh, it's as simple as that. And this is where most salespeople get in trouble. Because they don't have a well-thought-out script that they can dance with, so to speak, in the conversation, they get nervous and they start feature-barfing and heading into technobabble, you know, telling the prospect about things the product does or the service does and focusing on the, the how, the mechanics, again, of how the product or service works. It's very easy to get going down that road, especially when a prospect asks about a specific feature. However, that's always a, uh, also a warning sign that you're not selling them effectively. You need to quickly answer them and redirect the conversation back to the script you've optimized and memorized. Now, if you're paying attention, you can actually see this on a prospect's face or you can hear it in the tone of their voice. You know, you know, when you're feature barfing, when you start saying things like, you know, our product is, you know, cheaper than our competitors. It does X, Y, and Z. Again, things it does, you know, and has, you know, these specs and these cool things and all the things that are related to the how and the what. 
you know, amateur salespeople never get out of this feature barfing and technobabble. You know, if they get a sale, it's generally because the prospect needed the product or service and sold themselves on it. But despite the person's uh, salesperson's poor skills. And I know for sure, because I did this plenty of times early on in my career as a salesperson and entrepreneur. And it's not only painful, but uh, it's completely unnecessary. You know, feature barfing is painful when you look at the, the prospect's face and you know you're losing the sale just by the look on their face. So the next level up, I, I would say, are good salespeople. And they focus on, you know, the benefits to the prospect. Uh, like most sales trainers teach, you know, what are the benefits? And that just simply means what are the features do for the person and, you know, how are they going to be of help to the prospect? You know, better than techno babble and feature barfing, but still not the most effective way of selling. By focusing on the benefits, you know, you get the prospect focusing on multiple problems and the solution for each problem. But most people can't help but start converting your, quote, benefits right back to the features, uh, comparing you to your competitors and redirecting the conversation right back to how the product or service works. The details basically basically turning your offer into a commodity that's being compared to other customers strictly on price and, or excuse me, other companies strictly on price and features. Not where you want to be, especially if you want to be the premium choice and not the low price like we talked about a couple of episodes ago. And then the third tier, I think, is, you know, great salespeople. They focus on the ultimate goal in the prospect's mind, the result that they're looking for and what they think they need or want the most above all else. You know, when a prospect thinks about what, why they want a product or service, it's usually one major thing. I mean, there's sometimes there's secondary things of importance, but there's always a number one. And that number one priority is always a result. It's not a benefit and it's definitely not a feature or a product. You might be thinking, you know, how can a product be a result? Well, product isn't a result in itself, but it provides or causes the result. And that's what you want to focus on. Usually this result, you know, is a masquerade for an even deeper result that they're looking for. And you can find that out and focus on it. You know, you're going to close the sale every time. Prospects are really rarely going to tell you this and you have to get good at digging and asking questions. In fact, they may not even know off the top of your head what the result is that they're actually looking for. They may think they want a feature or they may think about a result, but it's not the real result they're looking for. You know, as an example, uh, I bought a car about 15 years ago, I think. And, you know, it was a little Mercedes uh, Benz, you know, convertible. I was younger, obviously, and, you know, had a whole lot of different priorities. I was, I was single, had no kids. Um, you know, looking back, it was, a, you know, amazing piece of machinery. It had a, an engine that made it feel like a rocket, a, you know, electric convertible roof, all that good stuff, the premium st stereo, all the good things that you would expect, you know. And so the question goes back to, you know, well, why did I buy it? Was it the features? Nope. Uh, I know nothing about cars, so I, I couldn't even tell you what kind of engine it has uh, or anything. So that didn't matter to me. It, you know, it, it wasn't exactly comfortable or easy to get into. It was fast, but, you know, there's other cars that are in that class that are fast as well. You know, I had a great sound system, but, you know, all premium cars do. So it wasn't the features. Was it the benefits? I mean, the salesperson was real good about, you know, benefits versus features, you know, type of thing. Clearly, he listened to some sales trainer. But, you know, maybe you could say that the convertible let me ride around and enjoy the nice weather in Arizona, you know, uh, or the sound system let me play my music as loud as I wanted, which is cool. You know, it was really zippy, so I could definitely speed around it if I wanted to, which I still do when I'm by myself, but different story. Um, you know, so all these benefits are nice, but I could really get a nice Honda or Toyota with similar features that would give the same benefits at literally half the cost. So why did I pick the Mercedes? Well, think about it. Where was I in life? I was single without kids, still dating, living the single lifestyle with my life poured into running my business and growing my company. 
you know, what were my likely priorities and values? You know, if you had to guess what was one of the most important things for a young male entrepreneur, you know, for me, it was stature in the business world. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be successful in growing my company, successful financially, you know, successful in general and recognized for it. You know, all those things are nothing more than feelings. And those feelings are really result of making money and growing my company. So at the basic level, what I really wanted was the result of feeling successful. One way to get that feeling, especially for a young man in our culture, a car, and not just any car, but a car that told everyone who looked at it that I was successful. So I could literally buy a feeling of success and accomplishment by buying the right car. Okay, so that's great, uh, you know, a consumer example. But, you know, let's talk business again. You know, for our company, we do cold calling and marketing for other B2B companies. And our core product is appointment setting and lead generation over the phone and via email. You know, if we sold our service based upon features, it, it would sound like, you know, you get X number of calls and X number of emails and so on. You know, if we sold based upon benefits, it'd be more like, well, you know, we handle the nasty prospecting and calling activity, so you don't have to and you save time and money. Or we do the follow-up that you know you need to do, but don't have the time, so we save you time and therefore money. I mean, that's great, and that's the way most companies sell. And, you know, in the past, uh, that's certainly the way we did. And a lot of our salespeople would sell it exactly as that. You know, the, the really poor ones would sell features, and they didn't last long. The good ones would sell benefits and make a decent living. But, you know, the pro top producers would always do it differently. Again, they would sell the result. What do I mean by the result in this context? Clients come to our company looking for leads or appointments with prospects because somebody told them they needed a cold call, but they hadn't had success and, you know, they were referred to us or something like that. So the real question is, why are they actually coming to us? You know, on the surface, it's because of appointment setting and lead generation, but that's not the root reason. The real reason is that they want to grow their business and they think we might be able to help them. You know, if we can deliver those results to them, I guarantee they don't care what the mechanics are of producing that result, as long as it's ethical, legal, and all that good stuff. You know, they're hiring us because they think our service will get them that result. They know they don't have the time or the expertise to produce the result like we can. And again, they don't care about the details. It's the result. So in a conversation with a prospect, we talk about the kind of results our marketing efforts can deliver to them. You know, we're honest and tell them the truth about what they can expect. We go over their product and service to make sure it's going to be a good return on investment for them and so on. But price is not really an issue when you sell like that. Generally, we don't get prospects comparing us to another company based upon price because we focus them on the result that they're getting. You know, if a prospect starts asking about features or pricing too early, we know we haven't done a good enough job selling them on the result and assuring them that we can deliver the result. And once they believe we can deliver that result, the sale becomes very easy. And a lot of times they're selling us on why we should take them, not the other way around. So again, I think this is an important topic that plagues a lot of salespeople and entrepreneurs and done right with the focus on the right results. Not only is it going to help you close more sales, but it's also going to relieve that stress uh, and that negativity in your life of dealing with a prospect and seeing that uh, look in their eyes, knowing that you're losing the sale. So I hope this was helpful, and uh, I challenge you to really look at your business and sales process and ask the questions, are, are we selling and focusing on the result? You know, if not, maybe you should consider focusing on that a little bit. I promise you won't regret it. That's all I have right now, so have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. 
Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.